This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. Yeah, load up those phone lines because, again, we're out of here at 1030 because of Washington State pregame. <laughs> 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Gil in Bothell. Hey, Gil. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Hey, I just want to know what the Seahawks plans uh, on the receiver side. Are they going to sign any free agents, or are they still going to bring in uh, Geno Atkins, too? Uh, We'll see. I mean, you know, they're they're short at defensive tackle. There's no question about that. And so that's still a possibility. You know, but, uh, you know, I think you take it week by week and see where you stand and what you're facing and all that stuff. But, I mean, Gino's certainly on their agenda. I mean, I think they're definitely looking at him. Question's going to be, you know, will they get him signed and what he's asking for, all those different things. But, uh, you know, because basically, you know, they only have like three defensive tackles. And I know Brian Monet's a little bit banged up. So I think that, you know, Gino's got to be a consideration. Okay, and I actually think that on Sundays that that is going to affect like throw the ball more or. What's that? Running, again? I, Can we repeat that again. I said that is that that is going to affect the game uh, tomorrow. No, I think they're going to be fine. I mean, again, it's like um, I I think Monet is going to probably be able to play. So it's like uh, just a little bit banged up. But again, it's like, you know, first week you're going to have injuries. And, you know, you go through the league and you see how many guys went on injured reserve and you're out for some period of time. I mean, I counted up, uh, you know, there was about uh, maybe 90. There was about 100 guys that didn't play in week one. And some of that was, you know, preseason injuries and everything else. And that list is going to go even bigger this week is that you know, when you start coming out and you get the injuries, you know, from the first week of the season, you know, then that number grows significantly. So, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, follow through and see where it goes. Okay. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks All right. Thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Blair in University Place. Hey, Blair. How are you doing today, John? Good. How are you? Good. I have a couple roster questions. Uh, um, now is um, one of the questions I have is do are we carrying three quarter one three quarterbacks one on the practice roster and Juno Smith? Yeah, they got three because they got uh, Jake Luton there as a third quarterback. Yeah. Okay, I, I was wondering about. It. I know they brought him in. And I don't know if they kept them or not. And also, maybe staring my thunder about the Geno Atkins. I was just wondering. So no one else, no other team has really looked at him except for Seattle? Uh, so far, no. I mean, it's been pretty quiet on the Geno Atkins front other than Seattle. So I think they have a decent chance to uh, to get him if they you know, want to get him and when they want to get him. So it's a, I think it's just a matter of time. But when you only have three defensive tackles, you got to be a, it's got to be a consideration. Now, of course, you know the one thing that they have is they can take Rasheen Green and put him inside, which they did last week, and he did such a, a great job both at end and at uh, inside. But uh, they have options, but again, that's I think Gino's got to be a consideration. And did was um, Lewis able to the guard Lewis able to practice on Friday? Was he held out again? Uh, yeah, Damian Lewis was limited, so it's going to be a game-time decision. He's listed as questionable, and he's going to be a key because, again, you know, when you have 
Damian Lewis, who was one of the best rookie guards last year. You have Gabe Jackson, who looks great. It certainly makes it easy for a young, easier for a young center like Cal Fuller to be able to operate. So they definitely well, need Damian, Damian Lewis in the game. All right. I have another, one more question. It's about the Kansas City Chiefs yeah. uh, with Clark. I know he had all that trouble <clears throat> uh, being arrested a couple of times with gun charges. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, is the league just going to wait till that plays out to uh, find out if he's going to be suspended or not? Like, yeah. I thought he was going to be suspended on the exemplars because all that serious guys, uh, but yeah. all that weapons. Yeah, sounds like it. I mean, again, you know, he's been charged with the first one, which was back in February because he had a gun and a, a rifle in his car. And then, of course, the one that he hasn't been fully charged with is the Uzi that was in his car. And so, uh, you know, once these things start to go to court, and again, we don't know where the court case schedule is, uh, then, you know, then they'll start to look at the suspension. But, you know, one thing that uh, Roger Goodell and the league is very big on is any kind of a gun charge. I mean, you're in trouble. I mean, you're going to get suspended. So at some point, Frank Clark's going to get suspended. I just think it's a matter of when. You know, because, again, you know, he can take the case and, you know, plead not guilty. But, you know, the guns were in his car. The Uzi was in his car. Thank, thank you for my thank you for the call, John. Have All right, hey, thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go to Dre. Dre, how are you? Well, you know, it's always a pleasure, John. How about I keep my comments on the air instead of taking them off and I don't repeat my name in the city that I call from? How about that, John? Because I am on. Let's start off with the Seattle Seahawks last week because. I felt that they played great. I mm-hmm. hope Chris Carson can hang on to the football and not get it punched out. That was a great play by Darius, Mr. Uh, the linebacker. But uh, I felt that also Michael Dixon. I, I didn't really. I wasn't too happy with his punting, but I'm glad he avoided that get that punt getting blocked by. I'm not sure what you want yeah. to call that, but he was punting a lot of balls at the 50, and there was ball. Usually he has balls inside the 10. I think I'm being a little bit selfish because Michael Dixon has been so great for such a long time for us, uh, the, the time that he's been here that I was looking for it. Okay, ball, the ball's going to be at the five-yard line. The ball's going to be, you know, at the seven. Da, da, da. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. he's putting the ball at the 15 and gets the ball to, like, at the 15 a lot of times and the 12. So, you know, I guess I, that's a little bit me being selfish, but it's NFL football is, is kind of what – if you break it down, it's a little bit of a simple game. You establish the run. You convert on first. You know, you convert on third. You convert on your third downs on offense as far as the Seahawks, and you stop their offense on third down. Mm-hmm. So you used to, let's 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 stop Derrick Henry. Let's stop the running game and force Brian Tannehill to throw the football. And you come with that rush. Uh, that way, you don't have to worry too much about your cornerbacks like in that game last week. And you keep on saying, John, that you're going to drive me crazy a little bit, John. You know why? Oh, why is that? Because you keep on saying the Baltimore Ravens have lost their top three running backs. No, they didn't, John. John, they didn't. You keep on saying that. They lost their top three running backs. No, that top running back is still there. His name is Lamar Jackson. That's your thousand yards. Lamar Jackson is their top running back. They didn't lose him. Yeah, but again, do you think he can hold up? (laughs) Do you think he can hold up 17 games running 12 to 15 times a game? I don't see it. I mean, because, again, he's the only thing they have in the backfield. I mean, Tyson Johnson did a good job last week. 
But you know, where where do they stand? It's like, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I was watching Lamar Jackson, and you can just see that it's put more pressure on him to run, and I think that's going to be scary because I can't see him sustaining that for 17 weeks. Exactly. Well, I understand that, but he's been doing it all this time. I mm-hmm. with serviceable. I think I know Dobbins was a great was a great serviceable to keep him honest run type of running back, but I know they got the you know. Uh, these guys in there now, they're just like barely even serviceable at times. But it's just to keep them honest because Lamar Jackson, to me, is their top running back. Oh, yeah, no he's doubt. He's their thousand-yard running back. That's their top running back, John. I know he had a chance to break down like the 10 man from the Wizard of Oz. I understand that. Uh, and, but still, they always still give him a lot of carry and make him run the football all the time, no matter what running back is there. And, yes, 17-game season is going to be tough. But still, John, he's their top running back in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And as far as Andy Reid and uh, the enemy, I think Andy Reid needs to get that menu, Denny's menu, out of his hand on the sidelines and quit being and I think it hurts Eric Bieniemy as being the offensive coordinator of getting jobs because Andy Reid still holds that menu play calling in his hands throughout the whole game and I think it diminishes what uh, Eric Bieniemy does a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and I, the Bieniemy's got to get an NFL job. <laughs> you know, a lot of people think he's going to take the USC job. I mean, hey, he could have gone to Colorado last year and he didn't do that. And that's where he went to school. And so I, I get the feeling that, uh, I mean, he de- deserves an NFL job. I mean, he should be able to get it this off season, particularly, you know, and, you know, it's like, if you're going to be, now I'll, I'll ask you this, Dre, well, if you're, if you're Eric Bieniemy, okay, do you want to leave a team that has a chance to go to a third straight Super Bowl and has Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback? Nope, I do not want to leave. I do not want to leave. I do not want to leave right now. I think you can call Byron Byron Leftwich as yeah. well. Yeah. Byron Leftwich is almost in the same position as almost Eric Bieniemy, mm-hmm. and he needs to get an NFL coaching job Agreed. pretty soon as well. And uh, and when these teams, these the both of those teams, Tampa Bay and uh, Kansas City, are that's right there at the elite. Why would you want to leave right now at this moment? You can start picking and choosing exactly where you want to go. But you know, I don't know these NFL. Owners and GMs just—I don't—it's—it's don't, it's not—it's kind of, it's not really strange to me why they're not getting a job because we understand to a certain extent why they're not getting a job if you understand where I'm coming from. But still, there's only five, there's only five, I think five uh, African American head coaches in college football. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. and Jimmy Lake is in trouble right now. If they lose to Arkansas State, I don't see him being around by the end of the season because if they lose to Arkansas State today, John, Oof. I don't see them winning the game this year. Yeah, Period. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, scary. Yeah, I mean, it's a Tyrone <laughs> Willingham like. Yeah, it's Tyrone Willingham like definitely, and I never thought I would say that when it came to the Arkansas State. This kid, the, the University of Washington football team went into this season as one of the best offensive lines in college football. Now they look like the worst offensive line mm-hmm. in college football. That's the, scary, the, John. The, the receiving core doesn't look good. The offense looks terrible. The play calling's terrible. The running back is Newton. He looks terrible, and it's just bad. The quarterback Dylan Morris looks terrible. He looks like Stan Gilmore, aka Jeff Kemp, for the former former Seahawks. A poor man's Jeff Kemp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's bad. The offense looks out of place, and you your best receiver, like I said, John, is your tight end. Now that's real scary. He's a great tight end, but you don't want your primary best receiver on your football team. That is your tight end. 
Yeah, no, it's like, uh, but they, they you, you figure they'll bounce. I mean, it's Arkansas State, but of course, hey, we can say that, and they lost to Montana, for heaven's sake. Yeah, it's, it's bad. That's almost like losing to Montana State. Mm-hmm, no mm-hmm. pun intended for the people in Montana, but still, this is University of Washington where they reload, they don't rebuild. No, I agreed. And so that's like they've just got to start to, uh, you know, they got to start playing because if not, you're right. I mean, Jimmy Lake will be in trouble. Yes, and the Mariners need to win the next 8 out of 10, and they'll be right back in the mix, Chuck. Uh, can they do that? Yes, they can, but it all starts tonight with Kikuchi needs to throw strikes. If strikes, not um, more strikes than a mm-hmm. match on the 4th of July, John. There you go. Always hey, a pleasure. Hey, Dre, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. And our thanks to Matt Nelson for running the show. Our thanks for Matt Nelson for producing the show. Uh, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Washington State uh, pregame coming up at the bottom of the hour. Let's go to Victor in Auburn, who's actually in Fresno today. Hey, John, another great show. Thank you. Any uh, serious coming up? Uh, Right now, no. Okay. Okay. Hey, a couple quick things. Uh, about the Eric B. Enemy from uh, one of the shows uh, I listened to in Denver, and the guy who talks about it, uh, that Albright, Ben Albright, he mentioned that he doesn't make a good impression on some of these interviews. So uh, the the some of the jobs that are coming available, maybe uh, he, his his interview skills weren't the best. Because mm-hmm. there's yeah, because he mentioned also about the the Colorado gig, and he just there wasn't seem to be that much interest in as a coach, the head coach. Yeah. And then, um, what, what's your thoughts on Bradley Chubb? Is this going to be a uh, a season long uh, thing with his injury? You wonder. I mean, again, it's like uh, he's questionable again this week with the ankle injury he missed last week. I mean, it just always seems to be something with Bradley Chubb, and it's like uh, that's got to be a big concern because again, he's such a good player. They need him. I mean, you saw the great start that uh, Von Miller had. I mean, he was great from the outside with the two sacks and pressures on the quarterback and everything else. But it's like they need Bradley Chubb out there. Now, again, not in the next two weeks. I mean, here they are. They're taking on Jacksonville. They're taking on the Jets. I mean, they got two rookie quarterbacks, and Vic Fangio's 18-9 and nine against rookie quarterbacks. So they're in good shape there. But once you get past week three, then the season really begins. And that's when, I mean, so they can get by. I mean, even if they have Chubb available tomorrow, you know he's not going to play the whole game. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's right. It'd be better to have him come mm-hmm. Baltimore and in the when the meat of the schedule as opposed to Jacksonville and the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Because again, well, again, they're they I mean, you know, that's the, that's the benefit. I mean, they they played a good game against the Giants. That was a good win. I mean, they pretty much controlled the whole action. But now, I mean, you know, Jacksonville's terrible. The Jets are terrible. I mean, these are two teams that uh, you know they should be able to beat and beat soundly. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that Bridgewater? Yeah, I thought he was effective. I thought, you know, Bridgewater played like you would expect Teddy Bridgewater to play. I mean, okay. I think he did better on the intermediate passes than people thought. I thought that uh, he's very efficient. He didn't make mistakes. I thought that worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He he, uh, he was a little impressive, and I, I don't know if it was the the team he was playing against or if it was the, he you know, because he did do a couple of balls downfield, and mm-hmm. he looked good. And then uh, I was also impressed by the offensive line. They're yeah. doing pretty good. Uh, 
Hey, yeah. John, take care. Have a good weekend. Okay, bud? Okay, Victor, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Paul in Pullman. Hey, Paul. Hey, John. Hey, uh, just uh, you know, a few things. I'm a yeah. 49er fan, as you know. Uh, you've mentioned about four times on the air this week that Jimmy Ward got hurt last week. That's just not true. Well, I mean, uh, he got banged up, right? No, no, he played to the end of the game. He's not okay. been on any injury report. Uh, no, Matt I know Mayoko, he's not on injury. I follow him. No, he's not been mentioned at all on injuries. I don't mm-hmm. know. I know you pour over the 49er injury report pretty much on a daily basis, so I'm surprised that, that you haven't yeah. caught that. Yeah, but again, it's like, a, I mean, would you agree with me? You've got to worry about the injury list. Mm, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. It's a, that's, I mean, not yet. I mean, it's like they, they, they lost two starters this week. Well, John, you don't look at the whole picture, but they've got. No, I look uh, at the whole picture, Paul. Back. Paul, I look at the let, whole let, picture. Let me, can I talk? <sighs> yeah, go ahead. 49ers have eight players on injured reserve. Seahawks have eight players on injured reserve. Uh, Jalen Hurd is on injured reserve. He'll mm-hmm. be coming back, and he's like the number four or five receiver. It's not that big a deal that he's not playing. Uh, Maurice Hurst is on injured reserve. That's short term. He'll be coming back. Um, and Javon Kinlaw has not played. Did not play week one. He is getting healthy. He practiced this week, so they got him coming back. Uh, Mosley missed the first game. He's probably going to miss this game, but he's going to be ready the next game. So he's coming back. Uh, you got to have a little balance, John. They're losing t- players, but they're going to get some back. Greenlaw's only out four to six weeks. So, yeah, I feel bad for Verrett. Uh, Mostert, running back, uh, John Kyle's had four different uh, – in four seasons at San Francisco, he's had four different guys lead the team in rushing. And this, this year it'll be a fifth different guy. As Dave Wyman has told you, it doesn't really seem to matter who the 49ers have at running back. Uh, Kyle Shanahan schemes up a great running game. And they they don't have a problem. It's not going to be you know the rookie came in and rushed for over 100 yards last week. Mm-hmm. And they got Trey Sermon, who they drafted. So uh, wide receiver, they're great. They got top three receivers are are fine. They're playing great. Like I said, if Hurd comes back, he's not significant. He'll be the fourth or fifth receiver. Muhammad Sanu is their number four receiver. I'd say that's pretty good. Yeah, but again, so I don't I don't know where the Jimmy Ford came. Thing came yeah, from, but, but yeah, no, he's not injured at all. Yeah, but again, it's like what you, you still worry about is that I mean, you saw how they had to scramble around, <clears throat> put a bunch of young guys out there in the secondary, particularly at cornerback, and all of a sudden a thirty-eight to ten lead turns into a forty-one thirty-three game against a yeah, bad Detroit team. Was was there uh, one of those young guys? Was their uh, rookie cornerback uh, Diamador? He he gave up three targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, one reception for three yards. He had a, an absolutely wonderful game. Um, they what happened, you know, as, and we see it every week. They got it by twenty-one points. They won the right. prevent defense, and then they had two turnovers in the last two minutes. They didn't recover the onside kick, which is kind of a, a, a goofy thing that happens sometimes. And then uh, they fumbled away. They had the game salted away. Completed the pass to Debo. If he would have went down. The game would have been over, but mm-hmm. instead the ball got punched out, and that so you know two two kind of quirky turnovers in the last two minutes. Combine that with prevent defense, I think you like to call it uh, trash type uh, yards that, that Detroit got. So uh, yeah, you know I, I don't like to predict um, injuries, so mm-hmm. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm fine. I think they're looking good. They looked really good this last week. Yeah, I mean, again, it's like a, as they should because they're taking on a very bad Detroit team, 
And just like even this week, <laughs> taking on Philadelphia, they should be able to win this game. I don't see any problem there. Well, yeah, yeah, you'd have to consider the opponent. I know last week you talked yeah. like, um, you know, the Seattle's opponent, uh, Indianapolis, how bad they were, how they compromised they mm-hmm. were. Wentz only had four practices, but then after Seattle beat them 28-16, to 16, you say Seattle looked like the best team in football. I thought they had the best. I thought consider, they had the best first week. You got to consider who they were playing. Well, I mean, again, it's a team that won eleven games last year. Hey, Paul, thank you for the phone call. Enjoy tomorrow's game against Philadelphia. Do okay. Thank you. And of course, uh, coming up, Washington State football, uh, the pregame show as they get ready for this week's game. And so, I want to thank everybody for giving a call. We'll be back next week. It's going to be a shorter show, but this is the John Clayton Show on seven ten. ESPN Seattle.